everybody. Welcome to Inside the Garage. I'm your host, Andrew Curland, and we've got one show left here at Glenbrook South. It's it's kind of strange, and it's all coming to an end here. Senior year of high school, but yes, this is one final show I have here at GBS, and I wanted to make it a good one, because when else are you going to see your high school buddies all in one place again? So... This episode of the show, bringing back some old people from the Checkered Flag crew, the guys that I've been with throughout high school, and um, I'm just going to give it all I've got for this final show. You guys know I'm an Eric Church fan, and he gives it all he got in the uh, in his concert, so I'm just going to give you everything I have for this last one here in the radio studio. And joining us as our first guest and old friend, Ben Shabazz, who... I used to run around the garages with for the checkered flag crew, and now we're here. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm usually on my own show on Saturdays, but you know, it's it's, it's good to get a couple more reps before we're done because my next show or my next show is gonna be my last as well. This is your second to last yeah. one. I mean, what do you think? Just signing off for the final time is gonna be like. I think I'm gonna cry. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm probably gonna get emotional. I'll check in with you <laughs> after this. <laughs> I mean, but... you're gonna you're gonna be on the show too, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be weird, man. I mean, it's been a fun. It's been more than four years between the two of us. I mean, we met in seventh grade. Seventh grade. I remember that. That was uh, English class or whatever you would call that. I think it was reading. English class. I think it was. Um, and then, yeah, we just slowly became friends after that. And um, do you remember the the first race I took you to? Chicagoland, right? I think, yeah. It must, it must have been Chicagoland because you wouldn't have taken me to any other ones. Do, for my first race. do you remember your just first? I remember um, you had me put on a black polo. Oh, that's I right. Because I had to like I was in the checkered flag crew. That's right. Okay. Uh, yes. That's so. And, and the one thing, too, about the black polo that we kind of looked at for the checkered flag crew because we changed our color to red yeah. like from the very first day. But we mm-hmm. had black polos originally made, originally made for like the first time. Before NASCAR credentialed us, and the black polo was like the rookie stripes. It, so like it, it you, really you was. had the rookie polo for a little while. Well, it, I don't even know if it was a rookie polo, but it was just like, hey, we we have an extra shirt here. Wear this. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny because everyone else was wearing red, and I remember this. I can't remember who asked me it, but it was I think it was one of like the MRN people or something. They were like. Why are you wearing a black pole and everyone else exactly. is wearing red? And I was like, uh. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, people kept pointing out, like, you've got a black polo yeah. <laughs> that you're wearing. Um, and then we upgraded you to the red one. Yeah. And then. It was um, a big up. It was, it was very, uh, I felt very honored to yeah. become red. There you go. It's like uh, passing the torch when you get the red polo. Um, and so you had the black polo. We took you around. Um, I think you just did camera for us for a little while. And then yeah, we're like, let's just, get you in front of the camera. Yeah, carried around the tripod a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that um, <laughs> that was a job. I hated that. I hate like if you had tripod duty, that was the worst. It it really was, and it also kind of dug in your shoulder too yeah. when you would carry it. And well, the worst part about that too was you would take it from the car, and it was always like the longest hike from the infield to the media center. And it's like you just had to. You kept switching arms. Like yep. it, that was all of us. We all had that one job. But yeah. And then all right, so you had the black polo. We upgraded you to red. And then we get you in front of the camera, which was another experience, too. I remember my first interview, and it wasn't with a driver. It, <laughs> it was with a crew chief. Or was, it, was with, it wasn't with a crew chief. It was crew with member? one of the crew members of Erica Almirola, I, I, I think. I, I can't remember. I remember it was a team with Blue. It reminds me of Eric Almirola, so I think it's him. Was that at Michigan? 
It wasn't a Chicago win, I can tell you that. Okay, so it was probably Michigan. Yeah. Because, oh, and I, oh, that's right. All right, so I'm having, <laughs> I'm having all these flashbacks, yeah. too. Um, oh, and you went to the Daytona 500. I that did. was like your second or third race with That us. was my third race with you, I believe. That's right. And then, because um, we used to, like, literally go and ambush crew members. And a lot of them didn't really, they didn't really want to talk. I no, remember that. <laughs> unless we had, like, a scheduled interview, they really didn't want to talk. And I was really nervous because you made me, I, I remember I wrote it on, like, a Google Doc, I think. And I was like, should I just go up to one of them and ask me? Just like, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we, um, I, yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, it was, it was cool. That to just see you keep doing that and all that. Do you have a do you have a favorite memory just from running around the garage? Because I know we we had a lot of long weekends, long nights that that we had together. I've got a couple favorite memory. Well, I think in terms of races I've gone to, I think it was pretty cool the Daytona 500 we won to when Denny Hamlin won by like what it was like a hundredth of a second. It was. Probably a matter of just inches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember that. You were going crazy, and I was like, I didn't even know who won. Yeah. I, was it Kenseth and Hamlin? It was Hamlin and Truex. Hamlin and Truex. That's right. And I thought Truex won. I couldn't even tell from, yeah. from, from, from it live. It was – I remember that. You were We were both standing in victory lane, um, and we, we both looked at each other like, who just won yeah, that we race? Did, we didn't know. We, we just had no idea. <laughs> um. And then yeah, Hamlin won, and that was that was probably one of the times where I've just been absolutely awestruck watching a race. And it was pretty cool because you know I didn't I that was like my third ever or my third race ever, and I got to see a, a historical finish. I know that that was that had to be a pretty good one to to go to to get you interested in it. And and you got pretty into NASCAR. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I was. I, I say I I, I I I started watching more. And I kind of got more into like the fantasy aspect of it. I mean, technically, I do have a fantasy thing, but I don't. That's I don't, right. I don't really check it. But I'll, I, I'm I'll, in, I'll pull up the league and see where I'm you in are. Thirteenth like place last time I checked. I keep the same lineup. I'm gonna run out of starts. <laughs> yeah, you probably you probably <laughs> drain through like. I think Logano's at zero. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. I remember. I think it was Michigan. You had a hat, and we each pulled out some driver numbers. And that kind of g- gave me kind of a feeling of like watching like fantasy football where you have like guys you want to win. We pulled out numbers for drivers, and I remember I pulled out these numbers. I'm like, okay, these guys are gonna win because that was the lineup we were given. I, I, I don't, don't remember that. Yeah, you had like a hat, and we had a bunch of like pieces of paper with driver numbers on it, and we'd pick them out, and then those would be the drivers we'd want to win in the race. Hmm. I don't remember that. Oh. Okay, was that during the 500 when we picked? We almost I did think a that draft. Was Michigan. Oh, okay. Because I remember for Daytona, what we used to do before the fantasy app even was existed was it was you, me, and my dad. We would sit in the media center. We'd go through the whole starting lineup, and we would each draft a driver. You could not. I do repeat. remember that. And oh, was that the year where I was so for certain sure that Greg Biffle was going to be my guy to win the 500, and then of course he like wrecked. I I can't even remember that. <laughs> I it was something it was something like that where I knew that he was gonna do it, but he actually didn't end up. I remember it was always it like it was always I always got really excited if I got Kyle Bush because I knew like I'd be in for, you know, some points. You knew your first draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, those are good times. And then even too, so I mean, you you had some overlap. You worked with 
I want to say a little bit of Matthew yeah. Coletta, who's going to be on the show in a little bit, and then a little bit of Jack Kelly. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably more Jack than Matthew. But at the same time, I feel like I've got, like, in terms of, like, who I've worked with, I, I didn't meet any of the other guys. Wait, wait, maybe I met, maybe I met Paul. I think maybe I maybe once. Met, maybe once. But o- overall, I think it, it was, most of the time I was working was going to be with you, and that was it. Like, it was you and your dad. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going for, like, the basically the mentality, like, if you ain't first, you're last. So, like, you were the last person that I worked with under Checkered Flag Crew. Yeah. And then Matthew is going to be on in a little bit. He was the very first guy that I worked with there. So um, we're going full circle here. We'll be right back with more of Inside the Garage right after this. Man, this sandwich is terrible. I tried my best. How can I improve my cooking? You should join foods class. You can cook and get a grade for it. Wow, I have to join that class. Foods class is a great way to improve as a cook. You learn how to cook food, eat food, and get a grade for it. Foods class is an elective that you can take during school, go to the foods room, or talk to your counselor if you're looking to take foods. Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside the Garage. I, it wasn't even on the program sheet, but I had to play that. That's a throwback right there. <sighs> you want to play Freshman the gr- you want, year. You want, you want to play the Greenwood restaurant one too? Um, I don't think it's on here anymore. <laughs> I think mine got replaced with another person's. That's crazy. Really sad. That is on there. From freshman year. I and, all right, so, yeah, go ahead. That wasn't even my best production. I think my favorite, <laughs> I my know. best one was the Greenwood restaurant, which, of course, you got sick and tired of hearing. You got oh so God. mad every time. It we, came it, on. It, it literally come up came on, on every 10 minutes. You're like, God, I, I hate that. I hate that Ben's production's playing all the time. I didn't hate it. It was just, like, literally a broken record <laughs> playing back and forth. <laughs> uh, but we were talking about that over the break, too. Like, fresh. That, we recorded that freshman year. Doesn't that seem like we just recorded that? I mean, I no. Mean that, really? My voice is so much higher from then, and I, I, I can sense the, I don't know, the youth in my voice from back then. I mean, you, your voice kind of sounds the same, but mine, mine, <laughs> mine sounds kind of weird. I don't know. Has, has four years of high school flown by, or has it been a while? Um, well, to ma- now it feels like it flew by, but... Yeah. I'm going to be honest, like junior year felt kind of slow, but yeah. this year I, I feel like this it's flown by. feels really fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so over the break, and I turned the computer here just so you can see it, um, but I'm going to play a clip, and uh, uh, let's see. Let's no, see. Th- are these my old interviews? No. <laughs> no, of course, of course not. You're the worst. You remember this intro? Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is the old checkered flagger intro. I'm here with the driver of the number 23 Toyota in the Sprint Cup Series, David Reagan. David, based on how your season went since the year is coming to a close, what grade would you give yourself? Myself or the team? Uh. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd say a, a B, maybe a C plus or a B. I, I think we've exceeded some of our I goals. I forgot I interviewed him. <laughs> uh, the, the garage and the industry had for BK Racing, and so we do have some things that uh, yeah, we skip be, ahead here. All in all, we've, we've done a nice job with the tools that we've had. What's your favorite moment of the year? The checkered flag at Homestead. Um, unless you're racing for a championship, uh, Homestead. Hey, how about that? <laughs> I, I, I still remember his, uh, his fire suit. I'm a pepper. That's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Hold on. Ray, remember when we walked up, I asked him, like, are you a pepper? And you're like, that was such a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, just 
Inter- hey, hold on. It's so weird to hear Sprint Cup Series. I haven't heard that in a yeah. long time. It's not the Monster Energy Cup. It is. It is. Um, do you remember, like, just, like, what was your overall feeling, like, approaching an interview? Because, I mean... That wasn't my first interview, was no, it? No, I know. But, like, now I feel like I'm prepared, but I still get a little jitters. Like, all right, here we go. Let's get going. Were you ever, like, anxious to get them going? I was more anxious than anything, but what about you? I was anxious I was going to mess up the intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of did, but, you know. Nah, nah. It sounded fine. Yeah, I mean, I had a little stutter, but... Yeah, I'm I'm always afraid I'm gonna like mess up my words or jumble. So, but once you get into the questions, you're usually good. Um, but when I started to have to think about it, like follow up questions, that's when I kind of got a little nervous. That's when it's yeah. There was one particular interview this year where I usually have a good general sense of like where I want to go, and then I just forgot my whole list. So and I'm that's, like, uh. and that's and that's when you start to like stutter and not know what to say. Yeah, and all right. So I would say this. About broadcasting, I think the most important skill is just being concise. If you can be clear and concise throughout something, you could mark that off as a victory. Yeah, you just got to, like, you got to know what you're going to say. Because if you just start, you know, like, going on and on and, you know, just kind of, I don't know, milking out what you're saying, you don't really know what you're, you start, you start to kind of just, like, pause and say, uh, and stuff like that. But I, but I've noticed as like a broadcaster, uh, you know, in terms of sports broadcast and also just on the radio, is that you get much more comfortable as you keep going. Because as a freshman, I remember, um, I remember I would always be like, uh, you know, uh, this is, I think this is good. You know, your voice gets a little <laughs> yeah. higher, you're a little nervous. Kind of like the foods production, you know, like, yeah, a, a little bit. But I've just noticed now that. As a, as a senior and as a junior too, I was just I, I just felt so comfortable on air and I could just you know it's, it's just like a normal conversation now. Yeah, you don't have to think about oh I'm gonna say this it has to be these these different things and you know Doc our teacher has taught us to you know make it very conversational you know. Yeah, uh, let's go more specific. Four years we're right here in the radio room. I mean this is this is the last time that this last year and we're gonna be here. Just overall impact of broadcasting and radio that that's had on you at gbs i mean it's it's been basically everything i mean obviously you and i were friends before yeah but i feel like i've made a lot of more a lot more friends through this class i mean you you remember intro class you're in my intro class yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah when we when we had doc and i think that was a big thing because a lot of people had the other teachers but we had doc and you know it kind of it kind of already kind of I, I don't know how to describe it but it just got us ready for the whole news and sports experience. And you know what? What I did, really didn't like is that I wasn't re- I couldn't get into the news and sports class because I wasn't Me signed too. up originally. Me too. It's ju- it's just been a really good experience overall. Go- going from interns to slightly interns and then getting our own show and yeah. getting to broadcast by ourselves. It's pretty cool. Good opportunity that we've had. Uh, future opportunities. Where are we going to find you next year? Uh, you're going to find me at University of Iowa. There you go. Probably I want I want to try and get my own show there too. Minoring in broadcasting? Yeah, I think so. Um majoring in math, you know. Got to go with my strong suits as well. But uh yeah, I I I'm ex- I'm excited for new opportunity and I also want to definitely, you know, go into their some some sort of radio program there. Well, there you go. Anything to stay in broadcasting, I'll I'll be happy to have you. Um, thanks so much for joining the show, and uh, all the best in the future. I know we're going to see each other all summer, but 
Thanks for joining one final time here in uh, Studio K for Inside the Garage. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. All Thank right. you, everybody, for having me. Last time for everyone, or last time for everything, we'll be back with more of Inside the Garage right after this. <laughs> everybody welcome back to inside the garage i always like to connect music to memories and uh this one is something i think uh reminds me of nascar but joining me way back from the checkered flag crew from oh, yeah. day one matthew coletta thanks for joining the show yeah thank you for having me on you remember this song of course i do this How reminds this reminds me of daytona oh yeah it does yeah um so let's just for a little backstory here you were you were with me from literally day one. I mean, you you actually were a fan of NASCAR before I was, um, and I think you're probably a main reason why I got interested in the sport. So I mean, just like first of all, like just how did you get interested in NASCAR and like your childhood? Yeah, um, I don't really know. I was always interested in cars when I was a kid. Like my mom said, I would used to I used to sit at the kitchen table and like roll model cars around on the table, and so um, we moved to Chicago and. She brought me to a racetrack for qualifying, or maybe it was practice. I don't even know. And yeah. I, I was just instantly hooked. It was like right away. I knew it was something I was interested in, something I would want to do something with. So I don't know. That's kind of how it, it was. It was really uh, spontaneous, kind of just like, let's go to a race. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. All my so. firsts in NASCAR were like with you. Yeah. And I remember that first race at Chicagoland when we met Dustin Bufflin. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was in, uh, we were on. It was like July. Yeah, it's like we were on Pit Road and your dad just saw him. And we were like, oh, Dustin Bufflin, what's up? Yeah. That, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the Daytona 500, the yeah. 2014 one, which is kind of where, you know, this whole broadcasting thing started yep. for the both of us. And I kind of just want to, because I'm in the moment, I don't really ask you, like, what are you thinking of this? Yeah. But, like, now, looking back at it, like, what were your thoughts on just picking up a microphone and, and trying it for the first time? Honestly, I I still don't know how we were able to do it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> I don't know what made us do it either. We were kind of just like, yeah, let's do it. And we thought it was completely normal, completely, like, it was cool. But it was like, yeah, we can do this. And looking back, I'm kind of like, how did we get away with that? I know. And it, I, the whole time, I was kind of just in awe. I was like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, yeah. And I've got a clip for you here, as, as you can see. Yeah. Um, this is with AJ Allmendinger. Yep. And I, one thing I noticed when I was looking back at a bunch of things, like you picked it up right away. I mean, you just like were awesome back and forth with the drivers. Mm -hmm. And this was, this was one of my favorite clips that we had from literally day one at Daytona. So I'll have you listen to it. All right. Hey, so how's your team this year? It's going to be really good. We're going to win the Daytona 500, and then we're going to win the championship. Yeah, for sure. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm, I'm fantastic. Daytona 500, you pumped up? Yeah. I'm pumped. Are you, you pumped <laughs> up behind the camera? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like. All, All right, right man, good fun. luck this Thank season. You. Oh, that's, oh, that's, boy. That, that's it right there. <laughs> and the best part is, like, we didn't really know what to say. You yeah, know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just in there like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Like I and there was one clip that I didn't have on there, but it was literally it was fourteen seconds. It's like oh, one yeah. question and like oh okay yeah thanks yeah we <laughs> had no idea what we were doing. We yeah, were just like yeah throw a question out there and then be like okay bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, um and then here I got one more this that uh from that Daytona weekend. This is kind of like oh boy we're yeah look this is the two of us now and this just shows a little bit more of like we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. 
And now we're live here. As you see, look behind us. There's the driver's meeting going on right now. In about 20 minutes or so, huh. the drivers are going to start coming out, and we're going to interview them. I'm here with Matthew, and uh, we're just waiting right now in the sun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to meet all the drivers and uh, talk to them. So um, how about you? Yeah, for sure. Oh, those are some experienced oh, people right there. <laughs> the for sures are what kills me. Every time we said something, we'd just be like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would be the end of it. Oh, um, yeah, that was that was good. And then the whole rain delay that happened with it, like, that's just like a, seemed like a storybook race kind was, of thing. Yeah, Hanging out in Best experience. Buy, watching Days of Thunder reruns. like For hours. We were there for hours. I know. Um, all right, so I want to shift over to the media tour, which for is, sure. like, the next year, taking the big step and... At least for me, it was like this was just a huge world. Like we're jumping in, and it's just like there was people everywhere, knowing yeah. what they're doing. We're just like want to hide in a corner. Like, what were your feelings on that? That was one of the best but weirdest experiences. It was a weird for dynamic. Me. Yeah, it was really weird because we were like the only kids there. Yeah, at all, and. We were, like, kind of respected in a sense, but also kind of just, like, left on our own. Yeah. So it was, like, we would go up to people and talk to them or whatever. They'd talk to us. But if we were ever just sitting there, no one, like, came up to us. It was just, like, the first experience really being in the media. And it was just so different from anything I've ever been, like, a part of. Yeah. It was it was scary. And here, I've got some pictures here. Yeah. Um, that's that's all of us standing right there. And, and we're just, like, cowarding in the corner. Yeah. We were so young, and then That's and then crazy. there was um that one news reporter that that was filming us and interviewed us and right like yeah. that like oh my god we kind of feel important now yeah that was I remember I think I said something about NASCAR shutting us down and then we oh all, that's right we were, we're like all, oh we no were all freaking out about it we were like I should not have said that <laughs> oh that was so funny yeah <laughs> that was just like I, it was so cool to yeah. be like a member of the media like yeah. i was again i was just like in awe the whole time we were there and and you mentioned that too i, f I totally forgot about that but at the end of 14 like nascar and, and i'm doing air quotes shut us down yeah. but like they're basically like all right who are these people right and i remember specifically texts back and forth between you and i when my dad broke the news is like oh we're gonna fight the power exactly. like we're gonna we're gonna figure <laughs> this out like, like we got this yeah. we're so in do you remember <laughs> like, that oh yeah of course i remember that we were so passionate about it like it, it was all we wanted and we were willing to do anything to get to like where we had and where we were and then now where you are we were just like all in all right so let's go to where where are you gonna be for next year uh, so next year I'm going to Wisconsin-Madison. I'm majoring in business, so I stepped away from the broadcasting a little bit. Um, we'll see. I, I'm still pretty interested in racing. I've flipped more to Formula One now. Oh, no. <laughs> I know I know. we had some arguments about that in the past. Oh, we've had our fair share, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I still want to do something with racing or cars or something because it's just I've always been interested in it. So. Yeah, you know what? And, and – you know, broadcasting's not for everyone, but right. that's that's awesome. You're going into business, and this will be uh, something that we can always look back at and oh, yeah. enjoy those good times. Because, I mean, there are a bunch of other things that I'm sure we could be talking about, but people listening are probably like, well, what are yeah, they? Like, like, there's what is probably this? no context for exactly. it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I wish you all the best. I appreciate you coming on. This yeah, is uh, It's been a fun four years plus just yeah. hanging out with you and 
being in the NASCAR world. So yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And best of luck with everything that you're doing next year. You're doing big things, ASU. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> um, Forks up. <laughs> no, I'm excited for you, though, because uh, you're doing a lot right now that I never thought was possible. And uh, I just think you're going to do big things. Well, it all started with you. It all started uh, with you. Uh, <laughs> all I right. appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Matthew, for taking the time. More of Inside the Garage coming up right after this, guys. That was a fun conversation. Just after just after Matthew left the studio, we we were just we went back and referenced about ten other things that um that that we had from the from the good old days and um one that I forgot to mention, I can't believe I forgot to mention it, but we did an interview with Marcus Ambrose at Chicagoland Speedway in two thousand and fourteen. So, for perspective, Matthew and I started doing broadcasting, started just literally ambushing drivers at the Daytona 500, which you heard some clips from just then. We went to, I went to Indianapolis with another friend and then went to Chicagoland for our third race. And by that point, we had gone from wearing uniforms, we, we had gone from wearing just like driver t-shirts to uniforms, nice camera, uh, you know, new equipment. So we kind of evolved every single race that we went to in 2014. And my dad set us up with Marcus Ambrose, whose sponsor was Stanley at the time. And I don't even think he went through the right people because now you're supposed to do it at least through the PR people. But my dad went through like the people at Stanley, like his sponsor, and was able to actually set up an interview with Matthew and I. And I actually watched this video just the other night, and it was crazy how big of a deal this was just to get a, a cool one-on-one interview. And, and of course, each interview now is still a pretty amazing and, and, and pretty cool opportunity to have. But at that time, I mean, we were just awestruck by like what we were able to do. And so both of us wanted to do the interview. So what we ended up doing, and this, I watch, I watch back at half the videos that we did, and I just laugh thinking, like, how did we do that? Kind of what he said, like, how on earth did we get away with that, A? And then how on earth did we just pull that off without making someone upset? But what we did was we actually split the interview up. So I opened the interview, and we were both standing next to each other, and Marcus Ambrose was standing next to me. I opened up the interview. I asked him, like, five questions. Then I cut the inter- I cut the video Matthew and I switch, and then Matthew asks Marcus Ambrose five or six questions just because this was something that was so rare at the time, a one-on-one interview, and uh, we just literally divvied it up and split time, and that's how we did the interview. It's kind of funny how we did that. By the way, you're listening to WGBK 88.5 FM Glenview. I'm your host, Andrew Curland, talking all things NASCAR here. But then we went on, so, so for... Reference to when Matthew said NASCAR shut us down, I'm using air quotes. They basically, the story went that since we brought a nice camera in and since we basically, <laughs> basically just walked in the garage without any credentials or anything, NASCAR did not know who we were, who we were reporting for, and just saw that we were uncredentialed for media. So they gave my dad a call. They actually told us to leave the garage and that we could not do that again the next day. We did that all on Saturday. We could not come back on Sunday. And I I remember thinking that Sunday, this cannot be the end. I absolutely hated that I could not go back in the garage 
and try and get more interviews. Like it ate at me. And I'm sure it did the same for Matthew. And we were talking about those texts that we were exchanging, but that just ate at me. It made me so upset. Like I, I, I just got started. You know, I'm, I'm so excited. I love doing it. Now I have to stop. So that killed the both of us. And then my dad talked it over with NASCAR and they were actually able to go the complete opposite direction and gave us more access the next year, which was something that was really cool and really special, which led us to the NASCAR media tour in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was our introduction to the big stage. And I try and look back at that time and I really, really, really wish I were to write down just my feelings and, and just what it was like to step in there for the first time. I totally regret not writing any of that down just because now, looking back at it, would have been really cool to see what was going through my mind at the time, but it was just a, just like walking into like a giant fish tank full of people busy walking around, and that was the point where I realized that this is where you really do have to step it up. This is where you have to give it your all. So that was eye-opening for me, entering that media tour with him. And at that point, we had expanded the checkered flag crew to me, Matthew, and as I mentioned with the conversation with Ben, uh, we had two other people, Paul Cruckton and Tafton Hensley, who um, came on for a couple of races. They were It was a group of four of us, so four little kids walking into this media tour with red shirts and a, a, a camera and going completely against the rules. And I still can't believe we pulled it off. And one thing I want to say, and I know I say I sound like a broken record, but I am a firm believer that if this were any other sport, I would not have made it. But NASCAR and the industry welcomed me and welcomed the other members of the crew and Ben all into the sport with open arms, and they did not have to. They could have shut the door on us and said that was it. But the fact that they accepted us with open arms and, and support, th this is the most supportive industry I think I've ever been in. That is something that is so, so valuable and special to me. And people could have just said no. But the fact that the NASCAR industry opened their arms for me and everyone else to get started in this profession, in this industry, was something really cool. I mean, the first time I picked up a microphone and interviewed, I, I remember it to this day. It was, and I went back actually to that spot before the Daytona 500, just looked at that same very spot. It was in the inspection line where I did my very first interview. And at that point, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but as soon as I picked up that microphone, struggled to ask that first question, that's when I really knew that this was something that I wanted to do for a long, long time. It's the most fun challenge that I've ever had, and I hope to keep this thing going. And to tell my story correctly and in its entirety, Matthew has to be at the top of that list in terms of just people that really did help me get started. Matthew, my dad, really, they are the two people. Because as I mentioned too, Matthew was someone who I think got it better than I did from the very get-go. 
and he was just really good right off. So there was always, at least I felt this, competition between the two of us to always, you know, see who could one-up the other and, and see who could be better. And he kind of created that competitive drive and broadcasting in me. He instilled that in me. And that is something that is still with me today. It's that competitive drive between just the two of us. At first, it was just for fun. Then, once we started really getting serious about it, that's when it all started. So, in order to tell my story correctly, Matthew has to be in the beginning. It was cool to have him back. More of Inside the Garage coming up right after this. Well, this is it. I'm seeing the clock tick down here on the computer right in front of me. And we are going straight to the checkered flag, caution-free here for the end of this show. One final time here on Inside the Garage, here at Glenbrook South. But, and this song is uh, the instrumental version to Record Year by Eric Church. And can I just say, first and foremost, it hasn't just been a record year. It's been a record four years at this high school. And it's just amazing the opportunities that... I've just been presented in, in such a short time. It's, it, it's amazing just to, uh, when I look back and, and see how much I've changed, it's, it's kind of weird. You, you look back at, at yourself four years ago and you think you haven't changed that much and then you stand right here hosting your final radio show in the classroom that you've been working in, you know, you, you've stood at the same spot for four years and don't really think about much of it until it all comes rushing in right now. Over the past couple of weeks, um, saying goodbye has kind of been difficult. It's kind of been weird to look at all these different things I'd be doing that I've taken for granted so often then realizing that this is the last time I get to do it. So in the spirit of saying goodbye to all these things that have made my experience in high school special, I wanted to finish off this show with the recording of myself, my good friends Ben Shabazz and Henry Schleiser, all of us seniors saying goodbye on our final radio show, which happened just a couple days after I recorded this one. I want to give a special shout out too to Tommy Marquardt. He's a sophomore and he kind of put some special clips together for the three of us to uh, listen to as we say our goodbyes. So without further ado, here's uh, the final time I say goodbye on WGBK Radio. Okay, so we have uh, one last award. We have the Lifetime Achievement Award, and I have a, a special guest here to announce this one. Uh, I have to get it playing. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. You guys, all got headphones on. Henry, congratulations on a great run at WGBK. Your mother and I are very proud of all you've accomplished <laughs> academically, athletically, and in broadcasting and journalism at Glenbrook South. The work ethic, persistence, and commitment you have consistently demonstrated has led to your many achievements and will lead to bigger and better things in life. We've also enjoyed listening to Bounce Around Sports and hearing your take on what's been happening in the sports world, and of course, your eternal optimism for the Bears. However, we are most impressed with the friendships you have made and the on-air team cultivated by you, Ben, and Andrew, and more recently with Tommy, Carter, and Brett. You have worked to create an interesting and entertaining show while supporting and challenging each other to be better. We will miss hearing you on Saturday afternoons 
but we are excited to see what you will accomplish at Arizona State, and hopefully we'll be able to listen to your next adventure in broadcasting. We love you, Mom. And Dad. Big Ben Shabazz, WGBK Bounce Around Sports. This is your father. (laughs) You, Andrew, and Henry have represented the Titan Nation in fine fashion. Thanks for your sports perspective, even if it was biased. And thanks for plugging the White Sox baseball and Xavier basketball through the years. Very, very proud and excited for you guys next phase of your lives. Go Hawkeyes and Sun Devils! Forks up. Ben, I remember when you first met Doc and started taking broadcast classes at GBS. You really loved it. You were excited and a little nervous to be an intern on a senior sports radio show. But when I listened to you for the first time, I was amazed at how easy you made it all seem. You did not sound nervous at all. As a junior, you got your own sports radio show with Andrew and Henry, and you were on your way. What could be better than sitting around jawing about sports with your friends? It was obvious that you guys enjoyed yourselves. Of course, there were the biased sports picks. Henry's overconfident number of Bears wins and Ben's certainty that the White Sox were going to be better this year or that Xavier was going to make it to the Final Four of the NCAA tournament. But that's what made it your show. As a senior, your work at WGBK continued. You had your sports radio show, you became a sport director, and even got to do some color commentary for a couple football games and a basketball game. Your experience at WGBK was a huge part of what made GBS special for you. I know you will cherish this experience and those WGBK friendships as you move on to Iowa in the fall. Ben, I'm really proud of what you accomplished at GBS, and I'm very excited to see what is coming next for you at Iowa. I love you, and I'll be watching and cheering you on from the sidelines. Andrew, I can't believe that four (laughs) years has gone by so fast. It seems like just yesterday you were a freshman, and I'm proud of all that you've accomplished at GBS. Enjoyed every opportunity to listen to you on the radio. But I'm excited for your next chapter of your life at ASU. Fear the fork. (laughs) <laughs> and I look forward to following you on Blaze Radio. When you know all the NASCAR races that we got coming up, and then watching you continue to build your broadcasting career. Keep working hard, and congratulations on your last show at WGBK and graduating high school in a few weeks. And don't ever forget to thank your cameraman for all the work he's done for you. Andrew, it's mom. Uh, Congratulations on a great four years of radio. Uh, We've loved listening to your shows. I've learned a lot about NASCAR. (laughs) And it's been fun listening to all of you guys together. Uh, You guys have a great dynamic. Uh, You thought of really great content. And I wish the best to Henry and Ben as well. And thank you for a very entertaining four years of radio. So congratulations to you guys. We're going to miss you. And all the best. Very cool, Tommy. Oh my Thank God. you very much. That on was behalf very of uh, on behalf of Carter and Brett, you guys are welcome. <laughs> that was amazing, Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> that that was awesome. When Tommy. did you do that? I, uh, I did it over email. I <laughs> let's just say my mom's a master networker. <laughs> I uh, I emailed your parents and I had them send me in uh, some audio clips and I told them that we're going to play them on air. We're going to try and get them to cry. <laughs> very cool, I, I, Tommy. I came very close. I I'm, came very close. Not there yet. Henry, you want to switch back? <laughs> yeah. And you did cry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Henry did cry. Well, I appreciate that, guys. This is, this That's, is, that, that, that was that, really cool. That Unexpected. Was, that was really, really, really cool. And wow. I, I'm at a loss of words. But we have eight minutes left of Bounce Around. 
Andrew, you told me this week after your show on Wednesday, after I think I texted you saying like great last show or something. And you, and I asked you what it was like. And you said it was just, it was hard seeing the clock tick down. And here it is. <laughs> and man, um, give us some final words. We're sp- Brett Carter and I will uh, shut up. Um, it's hard to, I can't start, Ben. I need you to go. You want me to start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, high school's kind of flown by in my opinion. I know, I know it seems like it's long for you guys right now. You guys are freshmen, Tommy, you're a sophomore, but you know, as a, when I was, when I was just a freshman, I came in here, I was nervous, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe my voice got, you know, I was kind of high and I was, when I was talking on, you know, I, I think it was Dylan Ryan show. You remember that, Andrew? I remember that. Um, and I was like. You know, uh, I think the the White Sox are pretty good, you know. <laughs> but it's it's just been crazy how we've gotten here to this point. I remember getting our first show junior year, and it was very exciting. I was nervous to be running the board. That was back when we had the old board, I think. But it's it's just it's really hard to say goodbye right now. It really is, and it's just been great being on WGBK. Yeah, I've, I've um. I've had a lot of time to think about, you know, this goodbye. And um, as you said, Ben, uh, on my Wednesday show, and as you mentioned, Henry, it's it's hard right now to see the clock slowly ticking to 2 o'clock and when we have to sign off for the final time. And it's a weird feeling of, like, anxiety and, uh, I don't know, it's just stress when you see that clock ticking down for the final time. Um, I botched the first goodbye on my own show, so we're going to see if we can get this one a little bit better. But... Um, yeah, Ben, as you mentioned it, I mean, four years at GBS really have flown by. And one thing I want to say about the four years at GBS, I know a bunch of people have different high school experiences, but these are four years that I know I will look back at and I will smile and I will appreciate the time that we had to spend together, time we had to go on air. I remember, and, and, and you said too, we had our first radio show last year, junior year, and it was like the best thing in the world, just when we could host our own radio show together. It was amazing. And it's really, really cool now to see where it's come. We're passing the torch off to you three to uh, keep the Bounce Around name alive, or you guys have the free reign to do whatever you want with oh, the show. We're keeping it going. Okay, good, good. Awesome. Um, I'm very happy. But it, I just remember that first time hosting a show by myself and how terrifying and how nerve-wracking it was. And now to look here and just see all the confidence that we have and and what broadcasting has meant to us, uh, it is very clear. Radio is not like a family. It is a family. I want to make that very, very clear. Um, Henry, you and I talk about it a lot, but Doc literally seems like, I mean, he is a parent to us. We look up to Doc as if he was our dad, and um, we want to make him proud. You know, um, and Mrs. Oswald out there, she gave me the best piece of advice. I'm sorry. I'm starting it for you guys. She gave me, um, she gave me the best piece of advice is to write things down. And at first I wasn't sure, like, you know, why would I write things down? But it's cool to see how we've changed. <laughs> so, um, it's been a fun four years with you guys. <laughs> Um, put it there. And Ms. Mr. and Mrs. Zobel, too. And I know uh, this is Mrs. Oswald's last show, too, so glad we could go out on top with her. <laughs> um, Up to you now, Henry. 
Um, first off, everything you guys have said, I agree with. I mean, these four years have just gone by just like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, Andrew, I'm going to look back at this and, you know, in college and say, man, that was so much fun. And I would do it all again in a heartbeat. I would do it all again in a heartbeat. And, but right now, standing here in the studio for, for the last time, hosting our own show, you know, the the first the first thing I want to say is, obviously, like, this is this is something I think you said it on Wednesday. And I'm going to take a page out of your book. You talk to people in radio who are passionate about this. This isn't something they just want to do as a job or because it's a job. They do it because it's their passion. People do it because they want to do it for the rest of their lives. They do it because they love it. And I'm biased. I'll, I'm the first to admit that. I'm super biased, even though the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I I love this. This is this is my passion. This is something I want to do forever until the day I die. I want to do this until I can't do it anymore. And, you know, I'm kind of at a loss of words. We only have a few minutes left. But the first thing I want to say is I love you guys. You two are two of my best friends. You guys are like brothers to me. I, I, I really do love you guys. I really do. And, you know, with Bounce Around... With you three, with the with the three young guys over here, with Tommy Carter and Brett, being able to get to know you guys throughout the year, going from being just nervous freshman Carter, we've seen you go from barely talking to now being being what you are in the studio, and we love it. <laughs> and I just want to say, I I'm pretty sure I could speak for these for these two guys, for Andrew and Ben here, when I say this, but we are so proud of the broadcasters and the journalists you have become this year. And the great thing is you guys are amazing, but the great thing is you guys are, you guys aren't even in your primes yet. You guys are just starting to scratch the surface and you guys are destined for great, great things in these next two years for you, Tommy, in these next three years for you too. And we are so proud of what you guys have been able to do this year and what you guys have become. And we love you guys. We really do. I say you you three are like my little brothers. And Artie too, who's my real little brother. <laughs> you guys, Can't forget you, about him. You guys are like you guys are like three little brothers to me. And I cannot wait until when I come back and visit and I get to see you guys and what you guys have done. And Ben, what's up? I just I, I just I, I know you're talking about them too, but I just want to say like how like proud I am of you guys. You guys have matured a lot from the start of this year to where you are now, and I think you guys are fully capable of running the show by yourselves. I know Tommy will be doing his own thing or, or will be, you know, the main guy, but I, I, you guys are much further along than we were. I can tell you that at, at, at this point in terms of running the board and being on a show, I think you are much further along than any of us were when we were at your point. So just really proud of you guys and I wish you the best. Yeah. We, yeah. we will be keeping tabs on what you guys are doing and how the show is going. Trust me, I will listen next year. I'll listen every week. And but now I, going off, I don't know if they're listening, but our our sports our fellow sports directors, Dylan Ward, Michael Poulton, John Travlos, Kevin Redfern, John, and John Dales, I, the those guys those guys. It is like a brotherhood. It really is. The sports directors. We are so close. That was our team. We did so much together. And I just want to know that I really just the respect and. Just the love I have for those guys too. It's 
it's real. And last but certainly not least, to, to Mrs. Oswald and Doc. Mrs. Oswald, like Andrew said, it's her last show. And, you know, I honestly, I cannot tell you. I can't even imagine what these Saturdays would be like without Mrs. Oswald. I would purposely come to the show an hour early most days to talk football with Mrs. Oswald, to talk about sports, Just all the stories she shared. And you know what? I'm going to miss those Saturday mornings next year with Mrs. Oswald, just talking sports, just being able to come in and talk because Mrs. Oswald, Ms. Mrs. Oswald always, even if I was having a rough day or whatever, always made it better. It's always so positive, so kind. She, she's the, she's our radio grandma. That's what, that's what she's like. She's like a radio grandma. And now last doc, Doc Oswald, and you know, Andrew said it first, but these past few years, Doc has become like a second father to me. Doc, there's not a man in this, in this, in this world like Doc Oswald, and he's always there for us. He was, he's always there helping us. Doc always was trying to build us up because he knew what we, he, he, he believed in us when we didn't believe in ourselves. Doc always saw potential in us from the moment we we got to WGBK, and you know what? I'm we. I don't think we say this enough, but but we Doc, we love you, man. Like we we love you. WGBK was our start. This is where we started, where we learned to be journalists, where we learned to go out there and ask questions and go and find what our passion was. And Doc, we love you. We. I'm we're we're gonna miss you so much next year. We really are. I mean, I don't. It's hard for me to think right now about not seeing Doc every other day, because that's gonna be so so hard. Because this this room has so many memories. The classroom, just sitting out talking with Doc, telling funny stories, and just talk just talking about life, man. I mean. I'm going to miss all of it. And I have, I'm not really crying right now and I don't know how I'm keeping it together, <laughs> but I'm so, so sad to, to leave. And we're going a little over. Just want to say you're listening to WGBK 88.5 FM Glenview bounce around sports. One final time from Henry Schleiser, Ben Shabazz and Andrew Curland. And we're going to close it out like we did last year. And, uh-huh. and <laughs> this has been it. And let me just say, I've said it. I love you. Bo- I love all of you. I love you boys. It's been, it's been a heck of a ride and I'm going to miss all of this. Like I've said a million times and thank you for, for those of you who've listened. Thank you. It means the world to us. We love catch you, me, catch me. Catch me calling pro football back in the day. Oh, I have to start that over. It's not long enough. (laughs) (laughs) We do love you, WGBK. Let's see. WGBK, we love this studio. We love this room. We love Doc. We love all of you. Hey, one final sweeper, all three of us together. One, two, three. You're listening listening to to WGBK WGBK 88.5 FM. Catch us at the next level, and we will see you next time.